This is Changing Channels with Larry Walsh, the Channelnomics podcast that connects you with channel chiefs, thought leaders, and executives about what it takes to get the next generation of tech to market. Here's your host, Larry Walsh, the CEO and Chief Analyst of Channelnomics. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Changing Channels. As the lady said, I'm Larry Walsh. Um, one of the one of the issues, one of the topics that I get a lot of questions about is what do we do about marketplaces? Well, Mark Andreessen said a long time ago that software is eating the world. Well, marketplaces are where are the ocean in which they're hunting in. I mean, literally, we're seeing a lot of software, a lot of cloud-based services, a lot of add-on features that are being sold and promoted through marketplaces. And yet, while marketplaces are nothing new, I mean, I bought my first book online 25 years ago, uh, marketplaces are still somewhat of a mystery to the supply side of the channel. Um, a lot of vendors we talk with look at marketplaces as the next evolution of indirect routes to market. Others look at it as a threat because there's definitely potential for it to, to disintermediate the legacy channel. And then there's a lot of, well, what do we do with it? Is a marketplace an adjunct to our existing channels? Is it a replacement? Is it something that we need to do different, do, learn and do things differently with? Well, we wanted to bring somebody who is actually running a marketplace onto Changing Channels to talk to us about not just what the evolution of marketplaces are, but also what it does in terms of maintaining continuity with what we have in our existing channels. And so joining us today is our old friend, Renee Bergeron. I don't mean to say too old, Renee. She is the senior. I say that because Renee and I have known each other for a long time, and it seems like many lives. Uh, but Renee is the senior vice president and general manager at AppSmart, which is one of the leaders in applying this new model in a channel context for technology products and services. So, Renee, welcome to Change Channels. Thank you, Larry. I like better long-term friends than old friends, right? <laughs> you know, how, how about close and dear friends? Perfect. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, Renee, you've been at AppSmart for about a year. You and I got to know each other when you were at Ingram Micro running their cloud, uh, their cloud program, Ingram Micro Cloud. But you've been at AppSmart for about a year. Take, take a minute. Tell us a bit about AppSmart for those who don't know what it is. What's AppSmart all about and what's makes, what makes it different from what we consider to be a indirect route to market? Yeah, um, so the, our mission at AppSmart is to make technology universally accessible to all businesses. And so that's our starting point. And we do this through technology advisors. And we understand that technology advisors today uh, need help when it comes to uh, the solutions they're proposing to their customers. And we know also that technology advisors are being asked by their end customer to be an end-to-end -end providers. End customer no longer want you know, technology advisors that focus only on specific areas of technology. They want a broad spectrum. And that's the problem that we solve at AppSmart. And we solve this via technology, an e-commerce marketplace, but also via the expertise, because it's not just about the technology, it's about the marriage of technology and expertise coming together. Well, that's an interesting concept because most of us think of a marketplace as something that's automated, something that's self-service, that we shifted the burden of product consideration from a salesperson or a, or a 
push selling motion to more of the burden is entirely on the customer to find the product, identify the product that they need, and and then go through the entire purchasing process on their own. So what makes what is AppSmart different? Talk. What is this advising model all about? Look, I think that you've got a full spectrum when we're talking about you know online commerce. At one end of the spectrum, you have the sales of simple solutions, right? SKUs, literally SKUs, right? So it's you were talking about your first book 25 years ago. You, you probably didn't have many questions about that book. Um, the site could provide you all the information you needed to make your decision and to place your purchase order. That's one end of the spectrum. We've got to face the fact, though, that we're at the other end of the spectrum when we're providing digital technology services to end customers. And there's a lot of complexity in these services. You know, how are you gonna be able to customize it? How are you gonna be able to integrate it? Does it pre-integrate with other solution? So technology advisors are trying to uh, answer all of these questions to make sure that they select the right solution for their customers and that they can actually deliver it and manage it on an ongoing basis. And that's where the technology, the, the e-commerce side needs to be supplemented with the expertise that really enable the technology advisors to sell effectively. So would you call AppSmart a, a tool for sellers more so than a, a point of purchase for buyers? I think it's that as well as, you know, a fulfillment engine. So it definitely supports the selling. The, I, I started even earlier. It supports the marketing process first, mm. right? Um, because I think one of the studies you did uh, two years ago demonstrated that a lot of channel partners and technology advisors had very limited marketing skills within their own organization. And so, you know, it starts with the marketing process. You know, how can uh, a technology advisor leverage tools that will help market to a wider audience and really expand the customers and touch points that they have and bring more demand to them. So there's marketing uh, aspects of it. Then it's the selling process and the platform absolutely supports the selling process. Um, in, in an automated way, so full self-service, as well as online live chats um, during that self-service experience. So uh, an advisor can basically get you know, any further details and information they need in the process, and then uh, supporting it through the implementation process as well. Yeah. So how is this different from the world that you came from? I mean, you spent, as I said, we spent a, a fair amount of time, we won't say long, uh, a fair amount of time in traditional distribution, uh, where you have motions and uh, mechanisms for supporting advisors or resellers or service providers in helping them to identify products that could then be taken to solve their customers' problems. It seems like what you're describing here is that you're steering into the phenomenon that the customer is already in the sales cycle. They're already doing the product research and you're intercepting them in an earlier point or a place where they're already doing research. Is that a fair way of describing the difference? 
Yeah, um, you know, there's a couple of fundamental differences that I'll, that I'll point to, which is first, we're a technology company, right? Um, so uh, born in the cloud technology company that thinks technology first. And so I think that that presents a set of solutions and, uh, and it's reflected in the functionality and the platform and the experience that we deliver to advise. Second, I think we think broadly in terms of digital technology services. And let me kind of double click on that. Um, so it's not just software and infrastructure. Uh, our technology advisors have end customers that need an end-to-end -end solution. That end-to-end -end solution may include telecommunication services, right? So today for technology advisors that would want to bring an end-to-end -end solution to their end customer that included telecommunication services, they basically got to work through multiple su supply chain, right? They have to work to a supply chain on the software and the infrastructure side, and they have to work through a different supply chain for the telecommunication services. Maybe the solution they're trying to build for their end customer actually involves IoT, and now there's energy solutions that need to be brought into this as well. It's another uh, digital service. And so again, they have to work through a third supply chain. And that's one of the fundamental differences of AppSmart. We bring all of these digital services together into a single comprehensive catalog um, that works and, and really simplify uh, the the multiple supply chain problem for the technology advisors. Yeah. It's, it's great to hear that the end customer wants the technology advisors to do more, but now the burden is on the technology advisor to work through multiple supply chain. And that's the problem we solve at AppSmart. Yeah. So we've danced around this, this, this uh, label you've been throwing around, which is advisor. So what is an advisor? You know, because we've been calling uh whether we call them resellers or vars or msps or even integrators we've called them trusted advisors for years because as the old saying goes is that they have the ear of the customer the customer knows them the customer trusts them the customer will do what they advise them to do trusted advisor um i think in recent years that term has been a bit you know gotten a bit tarnished a bit worn um, but there's always been some element of truth that the partner has a relationship and the vendors are tapping into the customers, into that partner customer relationship in order to facilitate sales. But is an advisor different than that? Is It sounds like there's a principle in there, but there's probably some differences in who you're talking about as advisors. Well, I mean, I think advisor is a generic term, and I think uh, that it includes, it represents um, partners that come from different heritage. Um, so some of these partners come from uh, a reseller VAR heritage. Some of them may have evolved into a managed service provider. Some come from a system integrator heritage, right? They've been focused on the business application uh, layer. Some come from a telecommunication 
heritage, the more what used to be known as telco agent. And then you've got energy brokers. And all of these are basically um, coming together into this category of technology advisors that are really starting to, are looking to uh, take advantage of the opportunity in front of them, expand from their historical area of expertise into adjacent areas of expertise so that they can truly be um, an advisor for their customers, right? Not just a provider of a specific set of services. Right. So what is the, what role do they play after they acquire software or the customer acquires software through you? Is they go on to perform other services and then the, in the transaction is actually happening with you, or is there some reciprocal relationship between the advisors and AppSmart? There is, so the beauty of this model is that uh, there's a variety of, mm. of answer to this, right? We have advisors that really want to be selling agents, right? So they have uh, perfected that, um, that part of the, the value chain, if you want, and they're looking for us to support their customers moving forward. And, and, and we offer uh, that support. Now, they still benefit. Um, from it um, on an ongoing basis, but uh, we fulfill the the support and and ongoing services with the the end customer. Others want us to be uh, more behind the scene and and support them. So, you know, all the models are, are, are available, quite honestly, Larry. We don't believe one size fits all. And I think that's critical, especially as all of these different channels are converging together. It's important to recognize the um, where the heritage, where they've come from. For, for yeah. example, telecommunication agents typically don't invoice their end customers because traditionally, you know, that's not been a wholesale model. That's been a model where the provider owns the relationship and invoice the end customer directly. So, you know, they don't have the back office system to do the invoicing. As they move into software, they, they're looking to us to do the invoicing and some of the support capability, right? While MSPs come from a completely different space, right? Right. So I mentioned in the opening remarks is that there's a lot of attention being paid to models like yours in marketplaces in general. Uh, you know, it, it, it's one of these things that's taken us, it's been a bit of a slow boil. Um, you've watched with curiosity as some of the third-party marketplaces have built up and taken off. Um, and now it seemed like everybody's rushing to figure out, well, what is their marketplace strategy going to be? And there's still a fair amount of fear attached to it. Uh, what do people get wrong or what do they get right that makes the, you know, that either invalidates or validates their concerns about working through marketplaces? Yeah, I mean, I think you've got to do um, a, um, a parallel with uh, the retail environment, right? So um, if, if you go back to uh, 25 years ago when Amazon started to sell books online, you had a lot of uh, store merchants that we're saying, well, yeah, that's niche and it's not going to happen. Whereas I think that today um, there's probably not one merchant 
retail merchant that doesn't believe that they're a technology merchant, right? That they're a retail technology merchant and they've, they've had to digitalize their business. Same is happening out of technology partners, right? So we, we call them technology advisors. I look at them sometimes as technology merchants, right? They are merchants of technology. They provide technology to end customer and they have to digitalize their business to become a digital technology merchant. And, um, and you know, we're, we're trailing behind the retail environment uh, industry, uh, but we're going in exactly the same direction. And I think that the events of the past uh, 14 months, the pandemic has only accelerated that. I know we've certainly um, seen that in our business, and I'm sure that um, that's a phenomenon that has existed throughout our industry in the past year, right? That 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 sounds terrible. I didn't know there was a pandemic. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna write that I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> no, I I do. I I tend to agree with you though. Is that there's a that, that we did learn a lot from the pandemic that we could get everything from enterprise software to groceries, you know, without leaving without you know without putting you know changing out of our pajamas and leaving our couch, right? Um, there's a do you think though that the the models like the marketplace models like you have at AppSmart and others like it do you think that they are going to become a dominant a dominant route to market a revenue generator for uh for technology vendors or do you think it's still going to be an adjunct that's just going to be a you know something that's going to be running in parallel to traditional channels for the for the foreseeable future I think they're going to coexist, um, but I do believe that they're going to be an important um, part of any vendor and, and provider revenue. I mean, years ago, Mark Benioff said that in order for him to reach the next billion dollar level, uh, I think it was 10 at the time, right, the channel would have to be a certain portion. So partners, right, would have to be a certain portion. I think now these providers, whether it's Salesforce or any others, are recognizing that they're going to have, they may have their own marketplace, but their marketplace are going to be uh, technology specific. And they recognize that there are technology agnostic uh, marketplace that are going to feature um, prominently in the revenue streams uh, for them. And we certainly uh, believe that and we're uh, investing in support of that belief. And, you know, we're, um, we're seeing tremendous growth, which reaffirms that uh, there, is, there is a need in the market and it is indeed a growing portion of the revenue for providers. Yeah. One of the things you mentioned is the ability to create for your advisors to come in and help their customers create a holistic solutions or to be able to solve multiple problems in one spot. And you mentioned is that, okay, obviously there's software in cloud-based services, which you have within the AppSmart marketplace. You do have telco services and data services, you know, because you're working with carriers and, and cable companies. And you mentioned energy and that piqued my interest because we've been talking about convergence between the IT and the telecom channel for years, because in order for a company to get their IT services and their telecom services, they typically have to go in separate directions. And they haven't converged the way that people thought they were going to. They're still very much operating in parallel with each other. 
but when you said that tele it telecom and energy now that's like going okay there is more than just this is basically your it sounds like you're envisioning a marketplace where if it's a service it can be sold holistically is if, that essentially the vision yeah if it's a digital service right so yeah. you think of energy and let's think about it in the consumer way because that's the one that is the easiest for all of us to 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 draw a parallel to if you think of energy it is a digital service it's sold on a monthly recurring basis. It's a subscription, basically, that you're signing up for, you're committing for a period of time. It's often metered, meaning you pay for what you use, right? And so that behaves very much like a digital service that we support, whether it's infrastructure or, or software as a service, right? So our platform at AppSmart has been... Uh, is designed to support these types of product. It's broader than you know, a SaaS subscription or an infrastructure subscription. And we think that that opens the volumes of opportunity for our partners because IoT is opening up the door to uh, different solutions and a lot of them are including energy, whether it's solar or, or other in, uh, as, as an element of the solution. So now imagine a marketplace where you have actually the ability to build uh, those solutions into it as well. So we think energy is a really uh, interesting expansion area. And we think that as more and more of the technologies uh, advisors are going into uh, feels like uh, IoT, uh, that's going to be critical. Yeah. One of the things that a lot of vendors point to and is, is an advantage marketplaces have is their access to data. Now, from your vantage point, you get to see the way customers act in a lot of different ways. You get to see what they're looking at, what they spend the most time on, what they actually end up purchasing, what they end up purchasing again. Um, you have a really, truly a distinct advantage that many single brands don't have. And now you're also layering artificial intelligence on top of that. How does one having access to that level of data, that customer data, work in you know work in favor of your model and second how does ai enhance that for your customers and your advisors yeah and for our providers as well right mm, so right, right. having that data and the ability to leverage that data effectively is one of the reasons our providers love working through us and having the ability to do this in a digital marketplace um, it just it gives us a whole um, slew of data that goes beyond the purchasing or purchases of you know an uh, uh, an end customer via a technology advisor. So um, that data is absolutely um, key, and even more when it's in an automated marketplace. Um, AI is interesting because it allows us to look at behaviors of buyers on a marketplace and to learn from it and to become uh, to do better uh, assisted sales uh, on the marketplace. Um, today, a lot of the assisted sales on the marketplace are done through chat features and uh, human beings that are there available, but imagine through AI that we get ahead of that. 
and that we can create some form of a guided path you know, for, um, for advisors, for their end customers as they uh, work through the, the, the e-commerce site through our marketplace. So that's, that's kind of where we're going with that. And, we think of, and when you think of feel like energy, it becomes even more critical uh, because in a lot of cases you're looking at uh, buying, you know, futures. Uh, it's a different type of commodities that that you're looking at. So there's even more opportunities to bring AI into the mix. Yeah. So Renee, tell us. You know, we we describe our AppSmart as a marketplace. Um, some would describe it, you know, again, we called out a couple of times, some would describe it as a distributor. What do you think AppSmart is going to evolve into? What is the, what are companies like yours going to look like over the next five to 10 years? Yeah, I think, you know, we're going to be the partner of choice for uh, technology advisors that are building solutions for their end customer. We're going to be that for a few reasons. One, we'll we'll support their entire life cycle, as I was talking before, from marketing to selling to supporting on an ongoing basis. But much more important, and this is how um, you can tell that we're a technology company and not a logistic company. It's that we're going to help technology advisors drive loyalty um, with their end customer and get value out of the technology solutions they get. And the best way to illustrate that is really with your um, with, with the iPhone, right? So if you think of the iPhone, you've got an app smart, uh, an app store, sorry on uh, the iPhone, that's, that's pretty good, right? You have an app smart. Um, so you have an app store on the iPhone and that's basically a marketplace where um, you can go and select the software, right? But it doesn't stop there. And that's the problem with most marketplace today. With most marketplace today, you can make the purchase, you can get the you provision, the solution, but at that point, the marketplace is done, right? So we're not done because at that point, if you're on your iPhone and you're buying a software, once you've completed the transaction, you actually have a tile on your iPhone that gives the user single sign-on capability and access into that application. You're making adoption of the technology uh, you're simplifying adoption of the technology and you're actually able to measure adoption of the technology. And that's what we do on our platform. The marketplace allows you to find, buy and manage that subscription. But once that subscription is up and running, it's a tile on the workspace of the end customer. And it gives them single sign-on to any of their employees. Um, so that becomes a powerful tool for the technology advisors to drive loyalty in their end customer and to get insights, not only into the subscription they have, but in the subscription and how they're using them. And we think that that's, you know, unparalleled differentiator. That's fantastic. Renee, you know, I'm going to check in with you again a few more times over the next, you know, I'm sure it would be a few more years of, of this rolling out. Um, but suffice to say that the marketplaces are not a fad. They are, they are here. They are the part of the future of our go-to-markets. And I, and I, as I said before, we hear it from vendors every day. What do we know about it? And it sounds like you have discovered a place where you're already unlocking that secret. 
So Renee Bergeron, the Senior Vice President and General Manager at AppSmart, thanks for joining us here on, Change, on Changing Channels. Thank you, Larry. And everyone, thank you again for listening in to us. Uh, if you like what you heard today, please subscribe to Changing Channels on YouTube or on any of the podcast services. We're available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, please like, share this with your friends. And if you have any suggestions, if there's anything you want us to talk about, any people you want us to have on, shoot me an email, lmwalsh at channelnomics.com, and we'll get it done for you. Until then, keep changing your channels. Thank you for joining Changing Channels with Larry Walsh, a production of Channelnomics, with the support of our production team at Modern Podcasting. If you've enjoyed today's episode, hit the like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and share with your friends. For more information about Channelnomics services and insights, follow us on Twitter and YouTube, and check out our website at channelnomics.com. Channelnomics is a registered trademark of and Changing Channels is copyright by 2112 Enterprises, LLC.